section thirty six masterpieces of negro eloquence edited by alice dunbar nelson this librivox recording is in the public domain equality of rights for all citizens black and white alike by rev francis j grimke doctor of divinity first corinthians sixteen thirteen watch ye stand fast in the faith quit you like men be strong it has been my custom for many years to speak during the inaugural week on some phase of the race question i have done it because usually at such times there are representatives of our race here from all parts of the country and an opportunity is thus afforded of reaching a larger number than would be possible at any other time such occasions it seems to me should be utilized in the interest of the race in the discussion of matters pertaining to the race the inauguration of a president is an event in which the whole nation is interested and which emphasizes the fact of citizenship as perhaps nothing else does coming as it does after the election and growing out of it on such occasions it is well for us therefore especially at this juncture of our history not to be unmindful of our own citizenship of our own status in the body politic we have just been celebrating all over the country the centennial of the birth of abraham lincoln our great war president and this inauguration coming so soon after makes it especially a good time to talk about some of the questions which grew out of the war and which were settled by it and this is what i want to do this morning over forty years ago the great struggle ended the irrepressible conflict came to a close it marked an epoch in the history of our country and in the history of the black race in this country certain great questions which had agitated the country for years were settled and settled for all time it is now no longer a question as to whether we are a nation or a confederation of sovereign and independent states that question is settled and settled once for all by the issue of the war it is not likely that any southern state will ever again attempt to withdraw from the union or to act on the assumption that it has the right to do so even if it is foolish enough to entertain such a view it will be sure never again to act upon it the issue of the war has removed forever from the field of serious discussion this question of the right of a state to secede the ghost of secession will never again arise to disturb the peace of the union the stars and stripes the old flag will float as long as it floats over all these states from the atlantic to the pacific from the lakes to the gulf if the time ever comes when we shall go to pieces it will not be from any desire or disposition on the part of the states to pull apart but from inward corruption from the disregard of right principles from the spirit of greed from the narrowing lust of gold from losing sight of the fact that righteousness exalteth a nation but that sin is a reproach to any people it is here where our real danger lies 
not in the secession of states from the union but in the secession of the union itself from the great and immutable principles of right of justice of fair play for all regardless of race color or previous condition of servitude the fact that the union has been saved that these rebellious states have been brought back into it will amount to nothing unless it can be saved from this still greater peril that threatens it the secession of the southern states in eighteen sixty was a small matter compared with the secession of the union itself from the great principles enunciated in the declaration of independence in the golden rule in the ten commandments in the sermon on the mount unless we hold and hold firmly to these great fundamental principles of righteousness of social political and economic wisdom our union as mr garrison expressed it will be only a covenant with death and an agreement with hell if it continues to exist it will be a curse and not a blessing our brave boys in blue whose bodies lie mouldering in the grave but whose souls are marching on settle the question of the union of the states it is for the patriotic men who are living to-day and those who are to follow in their footsteps to deal with this larger and more important question it isn't enough that these states are held together they must be held together on right principles principles of justice of equity of fair play of equality before the law for all alike whether there is patriotism political wisdom moral insight and stamina enough to lead men to forget their differences on minor matters and to unite their forces for the attainment of this greater and more important end remains to be seen there are so many who are controlled by their petty prejudices whose views are so narrow and contracted that they seem incapable of appreciating the things of prime importance the things that are fundamental in the life of the nation and upon which its future peace and prosperity depend the fear of rebellion is for ever gone it is not so however with regard to the danger of which i am speaking the danger of the nation divorcing itself from sound political and moral principles in the scheme of citizenship of our country for years following the close of the war the negro had no part and he had no part because he was looked upon as an inferior subordination to the superior race is declared to be his natural and moral condition his inferiority was asserted to be a great physical philosophical and moral truth and this is exactly the southern view to-day and is exactly the program to which it is committed its whole attitude to-day is in harmony with the great principle upon which the southern confederacy was founded the non-recognition of the negro as an equal in any respect socially civilly politically the south holds to this view just as tenaciously to-day as it did when mr stevens made his great cornerstone speech in eighteen sixty one the ku klux klan the white caps the red shirt brigade tissue ballots the revised constitutions with their grandfather clauses jim crow car legislation the persistent effort of the south to disfranchise the negro all these things have grown out of the idea that the rightful place of the negro is that of subordination to the white man that he has no rightful place in the body politic but i cannot believe that the nation is always going to leave its loyal black citizens to be despoiled of their civil and political rights by the men who sought to destroy the union a better day is coming and coming soon i trust while we are waiting however for the nation to come to its senses waiting for a revival of the spirit of justice and of true democracy in the land 
it is important for us to remember that much very much will depend upon ourselves in the passage of scripture read in our hearing at the beginning of this discourse three things we are exhorted to do and must do if we are ever to secure our rights in this land we are exhorted to be watchful watch ye is the exhortation we are to be on our guard eternal vigilance is the price of liberty there are enemies ever about us and are ever plotting our ruin enemies within the race and without it we have got to live in the consciousness of this fact if we assume that all is well that there is nothing to fear and so relax our vigilance so cease to be watchful we need not be surprised if our enemies get the better of us if we are worsted in the conflict two we are exhorted to stand fast in the faith in the faith we feel that as american citizens we are entitled to the same rights and privileges as other citizens of the republic in this faith we are to stand and stand fast we are not to give it up we are not to allow any one white or black friend or foe to induce us to retreat a single inch from this position three we are exhorted to quit ourselves like men to be strong and by this i understand is meant that we are to stand up in a manly way for our rights that we are to seek by every honourable means the full enjoyment of our rights it is still true who would be free himself must strike the blow and if we are ever to be free from invidious distinctions in this country based upon race colour previous condition we have got to be alive wide awake to our own interest if we are not we have no right to expect others to be we have no right to expect anything but failure but defeat and we deserve defeat if ours is the spirit of indifference of unconcern we are not going to secure our rights in this land without a struggle we have got to contend and contend earnestly for what belongs to us victory isn't coming in any other way no silent acquiescence on our part in the wrongs from which we are suffering contrary to law no giving of ourselves merely to the work of improving our condition materially intellectually morally spiritually however zealously pursued is going to bring relief we have got in addition to the effort we are making to improve ourselves to keep up the agitation and keep it up until right triumphs and wrong is put down a program of silence on the part of the race is a fool's program reforms changes in public sentiment the righting of wrongs are never effected in that way and our wrongs will never be a race that sits quietly down and rests in sweet content in the midst of the wrongs from which it is suffering is not worth contending for is not worth saving this is not true of this race however we are not sitting down in sweet content let it be said to our credit i thank god from the bottom of my heart for these mutterings of discontent that are heard in all parts of the land the fact that we are dissatisfied with present conditions and that we are becoming more and more so shows that we are growing in manhood in self-respect in the qualities that will enable us to win out in the end it is our duty to keep up the agitation for our rights not only for our sakes but also for the sake of the nation at large it would not only be against our own interest not to do so but it would be unpatriotic for us quietly to acquiesce in the present condition of things for it is a wrong condition of things if justice sleeps in this land let it not be because we have helped to lull it to sleep by our silence our indifference let it not be from lack of effort on our part to arouse it from its slumbers elijah said to the prophets of baal while they were crying to their god 
peradventure he sleepeth and it may be that he was asleep but it was not their fault that he continued asleep for they kept up a continual uproar about his altar and so here sleeping justice in this land may go on slumbering but let us see to it that it is due to no fault of ours even balaam's ass cried out in protest when smitten by his brutal master and god gave him the power to cry out endowed him miraculously with speech in which to voice his protest it is not necessary for god to work a miracle to enable us to protest against our wrong he has already given us the power let us see to it that we use it if we are wise we will be able to take care of ourselves if we are not wise however if we adopt the policy of silence and if we continue to feel that it is our duty to follow blindly slavishly any one political party we will receive only such treatment as is accorded to slaves and will go on pleading for our rights in vain the only wise course for us to pursue is to keep on agitating and to cast our votes where they will tell most for the race as to what party we affiliate with is a matter of no importance whatever the important thing is our rights and until we recognize that fact and act upon it we will be the football of all political parties john boyle o'reilly in speaking on the race question years ago said if i were a colored man i should use parties as i would a club to break down prejudice against my people i shouldn't talk about being true to any party except so far as that party was true to me parties care nothing for you only to use you you should use parties the highest party you have in this country is your own manhood that is the thing in danger from all parties that is the thing that every colored man is bound in duty to himself and his children to defend and protect and that is good advice it embodies the highest political wisdom for us as a people the exhortation of the text is watch ye stand fast in the faith quit you like men be strong and this is the message that i bring to you who are here this morning and to the members of our race all over the country we must be watchful we must hold firmly to our faith in our citizenship and in our rights as citizens and we must act the part of men in the maintenance of those rights in the end the victory is sure to be ours the right is bound sooner or later to triumph before the monstrous wrong he sits him down one man against a stone-walled city of sin for centuries those walls have been a building smooth porphyry they slope and coldly glass the flying storm and wheeling sun no chinks no crevice lets the thinnest arrow in he fights alone and from the cloudy ramparts a thousand evil faces jibe and jeer him let him lie down and die what is the right and where is justice in a world like this but by and by earth shakes herself impatient and down in one great roar of ruin crash watch-tower and citadel and embattlements when the red dust has cleared the lonely soldier stands with strange thoughts beneath the friendly stars and so in the end will it be with this great evil of race prejudice against which we are contending in this country if like the lonely soldier we show the same earnestness the same patient determination the same invincible courage a better day is coming but we have got to help to bring it about it isn't coming independently of our efforts and it isn't coming by quietly timidly cowardly acquiescing in our wrongs end of section thirty six